0: Ladies and gentlemen, folks, we're back again, another episode as the Soul Sessions, the best show on Wrestling Republic as always. But here we have a man who used to be wild, but now undesirable, Andy Roberts. Welcome to the show, pal.
1: Great. Thank you for
0: having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. But Andy, for our viewers who might not be familiar with yourself and your history, you know, how did you get into wrestling to begin with?
1: Well, I've been around for some time now. I'm in my 17th year of wrestling. So um, different to what it's like now, there wasn't a lot of um, training schools in the area and you had to kind of search out with. So um, I started my journey. I was, I was, I've got an English accent. I grew up in England, um, but I was living in Scotland when I started my wrestling journey. So I um, researched some schools. Again, I want people to do the same thing. Now look for the best school, look for, for what you want to do, what they've done before, what their coaches have done. And I found Hammerlock. Hammerlock uh, was also known as NWA UK, and um, they were they were they produced uh, Zack Saber Junior and Finn Balor and Becky Lynch and people like that. At the time, they were breaking through into New Japan and a lot of big companies in Europe. So I seen them as the best place to go. So I started my journey down there with Hammerlock. Um, went to training uh, weekends they were doing at the time, training camps, traveling down to Ashford and Kent to train with them, and that was the that was the start of it for me.
0: Oh, well done there pal absolutely i mean hamlock quite a establishment in itself you mentioned you know, Becky, sagsaber and finn balor you know being at that kind of training place with such you know excellent graduates coming out of it was there a bit of pressure or was it just like you know just treat it as any other place that i can
1: i think at, at the time for me i w- I, I didn't really i was a, i was a wwe fan you know I, mm-hmm. I got into wrestling because i loved i think like a lot of us i love wwe and then you once you start research and you see there's 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 more outside of the wwe a universe and you could find other stuff and independent wrestling is one of those things so there there wasn't a lot of pressure because whilst i knew who these people were and um, from researching it i, I didn't feel that the pressure but i i saw this as like the start of something for myself so i gave i, I committed to it 100 so um yeah there was a bit of pressure on that side of things I, I wasn't going down just to do it as a bit of a hobby it was the start of something for me
0: Nah, mate, your utter uh, dedication. You know, you've went in there and then you've done absolutely well for yourself as of now, Andy. You know, but Hamlock having all those was there any time you got starstruck? Did anyone walk in? And you were like, oh shit, I know who they are. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, like as on the first camp, not so much. Like I said, because I was a WWE fan, mm-hmm. but then I met a lot of the guys, and, and there was a lot. There was a big drinking culture back then in, in, in wrestling. It was like I didn't realize it was like yes, we're going to train during the day, but we're going to drink hard during the night. So. Um, they were t- they were like oh what about ROH what about this what about that and I was just like you know sitting at this table going oh I'm not really I'm not really sure what these things are so then as I started to understand who the people were by the time I came back for the next camp and people like Zack Saber Jr. and things were there I started to realize like oh right okay I'm around people that that know what they're doing and I knew I, I think you you you're a lot of what you surround yourself with and um, surround yourself with people like that there wasn't really much chance that you weren't going to do well I feel. Mm-hmm. Ah, absolutely you know you mentioned obviously you know long wwe to start off with and then branching out
0: was there anything branching out either to ring of honor or new japan or anywhere else that kind of took you in like oh wow i really love this shit now this is key.
1: yeah yeah i think i think um roh caught me at the time because i feel like roh um the wrestlers in RH did a really good job of using the best of the WWE wrestlers as they made their way up through the ranks. If that makes sense, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, like Danielson and people like that. They were they were using a lot of stuff that you you hadn't seen before. But when you actually look into it more, it's just Regal and Finley and people like that that we they weren't showcasing that style in WWE, but it's what they they were famous for before they got to WWE. So it, it just it opened it opened the doors for me of like. Oh, research this research that there wasn't youtube and things like that and um, i think daily motion had started coming through this is my space days you know this is oh 2005 2006 so it was like uh i'm on msn and mark andrews would send me a, a video which would take me like two days to download mom would be really annoyed because i was using up all the internet and i download this video the first one that i got uh, zach sent me his match with danielson at triple x and Ooh. it took it must have taken two days to download this match in front of like 17 people in a in a British Legion. My mom just couldn't understand why I wanted it so bad so that I could watch it. But um yeah.
0: Well, hey, I mean that two days would have been worth it for Zach Saber Jr. Danielson. Ooh, Absolutely. Boy. Man, that is worth I, I'm
1: it. surprised I'm surprised it hasn't turned up somewhere on a on a YouTube or something. I don't know, I've never really looked for it, but um Ooh. what a match it was. It was you could see that like Zach was gonna be something, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, who knows, Andy? Maybe it's on some random hard drive or floppy disk
1: in your it's house. It's got to just... be. It's got to be.
0: <laughs> that's that's going to be worth money, mate. Get that on eBay and you are fine. <laughs> <watching> Absolutely. <that. laughs> um, but, you know, obviously going through training and all that and being a WWE fan in the beginning, was there any wrestlers you idolized and trying to copy a style with or feel like I love them? I want to do that style from the wrestling? Absolutely.
1: I was captivated as a young wrestling fan by Cruiserweight wrestlers. But mm-hmm. then as I started to train and started to learn the British style and learn from people before me and, and, and break out from WWE and look elsewhere, I started to realize that whilst I loved high flying wrestling, and weight wrestling, it was actually the people that were holding them down and putting holds on them. You know, your Dean Malenko's and your William Regal's and your Fit Finley's and people like that. They were the ones that I was like, Oh God, that, that's what I enjoy watching. I was, it was like a surprising moment, you know, like whilst, whilst I enjoyed the high spot, I think as I learned and I understood wrestling, I understood that like the build up to that is completely on the other guy, you know. So, um, yeah, they were they were the ones that kind of got me, got me into it. Oh, hell, well done,
0: mate. And you're obviously you being a big WWE fan, you would make your NXT UK debut against Kenny Williams. Yeah. For being a fan to making a debut on you know a brand of WWE, that's got to be a highlight for you, my friend.
1: Oh, it's the it's the best thing I've ever done. I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. It was it was a, a real emotional experience for me I mean the match was what five and a half six minutes long but it I, I must have cried for about 25 minutes after the match I had a good 10 minutes of just standing in a cupboard just like asking people just to leave me for a minute just so I could kind of just take in what had just happened and then I was like then I phoned my partner who's been with I've been with for 12 years she's kind of dedicated her life and our family's life to me as well so it was a lovely moment to speak to her and tell her how well it went and yeah it was just it was amazing uh michaels and and matt bloom were our producers and they spoke to us over the kind of the sound system and things it was just one of those moments where i was like like i can't believe i'm standing here i can't believe i'm standing here taking compliments from Shawn michaels and i'm looking around and there's 20 cameras looking at me and there's wwe logos everywhere it was just one of those moments where i was like this is this is what i've worked for all this time this Mm -hmm. is the half nine at night in the gym going what am i doing and this is the missing stag dues and birthdays and things like that and just it all kind of paid off in a in a five minute enhancement match, you know, in in what it was.
0: Well, hey man, you've you've paid the way, you've paid your dues, and you got there in the end. I mean, I couldn't imagine meeting Shawn Michaels. Was that did you expect that? Did you know he was there, or were you just like, oh oh
1: shit, that well, Shawn Michaels the, Well, this was this was smack bang in the middle of COVID era. So Shawn Michaels oh. and, and Matt Bloom were in America. The um, the feed was via webcam and, oh. and like live feed to the studio in America. So I didn't get to speak. To, I didn't get to see him or anything like that. They said when I went out from a match, look, obviously I was there for, to do my job and my job was to enhance Kenny as he moved into a different role in the company. So it was much, very much a look when, when the match finishes, you just, just stand out, out the way. They, they may speak to Kenny. They may, they may not, they're probably not going to speak to you, but just stand there quietly until they, they shout cut and then move backstage. There was no fans or anything like that. Um, so when, when the match finished, I was overwhelmed with emotion anyway. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of standing at the sideline with the referee, Rick Swift. Um, and he was just like, look, just stand here, pal. And they were talking to Kenny. And then Sean addressed me. And I was like, it was one of those moments again where I'm standing there thinking, God, there's cameras on you. Just hold it together. You can, you only need to hold it together for another 30 seconds. Then you can kind of let it go. So mm-hmm. as soon as I went backstage, everybody was coming. Everybody was very, very nice and complimentary of the match. So. They want to come over and everybody knows how much it means to me as well. A lot of them have been my friends for a long time. So they wanted to congratulate me and I just kind of needed. <laughs> I needed a little minute just to digest what had happened. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, how did that offer you know come
0: about to begin with? Was it just something new where like it came email or was it just you, know, you heard from word of mouth during the COVID time? or How did that come? Well, to be?
1: well it was actually Johnny Moss, um, who is the NXT, U- who was the NXT UK producer and um, is now in NXT in America is a Hamelot guy. <laughs> it's funny yeah. like how you how you kind of make friends early on and just um, be nice to people and, and respect them. They respect you in return. And um, I've just, I've not really, I've kept in touch with him somewhat over the years, but um, he's worked really hard to get himself into that role. And I, I, I just kind of um, constantly, re- I always constantly reach out. I put my students in, uh, encourage my students to do the same thing, constantly mm-hmm. like update people on what you're doing. It's, it's important to do so because there's so mu- there's so much out there. But um, I put a lot of work in over over the COVID area when I had time on my hands. I worked a lot of hours before that, so as soon as I had a lot of time on my hands, I just put it into to my physique and my look, and it um it didn't go it didn't go uh, past them. They kind of must have seen what I was doing, and I got the message. Just listen, to you interested in coming in and working with NXT UK, which is obviously a no-brainer, you know? So, um yeah, I couldn't have typed back fast enough to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, that email sent right right away exactly exactly but, um, now moving away from NAT UK another famous company up here in Scotland ICW glorious that it is and I know you've wrestled for ICW for many times and um, obviously ICW how did you initially get introduced to ICW
1: well I've been with ICW pretty much since its inception they did they did have a couple of shows there was a couple of shows I think around 2005 2006 and then, obviously, I don't know if you've seen the early pictures of ICW. There was maybe 10 fans there or something. And then they went away and then they came back, um, I'd like to say, around 2008, 2009 of my, my kind of chronological clock is working well. Um, and I was training with uh, PBW at the time. Um, I had the chance to wrestle um, in a storyline in ICW against my coach at the time, which was Kid Fight. And then um, that went on to, to have me wrestle Liam Thompson, I had the match with Liam Thompson, the crowd were chanting, This is wrestling. And Dallas kind of saw us at, at the time, ICW, every match was a a hardcore, you know, it was everybody utilized the rules of ICW. Um, myself and Liam went in there and did hold for hold wrestling match and um it got over with the fans and, and Dallas saw it as something to put us into a a best of five series match, and and that was kind of the the start for me. Liam is one of the best wrestlers in the country. Shame he's kind of uh, moved away from wrestling now but he was a very um very giving opponent as well and he wanted to see me do well so um in that best of five I, I managed to solidify myself as a talent in the country and uh, in ICW and I've been there ever since
0: oh well done my friends well done indeed you know ICW has done so many great things through his years from Joe Hendry and his legendary promos and um, you know, Triple H appearing as well that was a big shock for the whole crowd there Finn Balor as well and so many other great moments in ICW to see yeah. that company's evolution being there from the pace of the inception it must be such a prideful thing to see this company grow
1: oh absolutely and i and I've, i i enjoy the journey even now with ICW because we've seen ICW go up and down and up or what people perceive as up and down mm-hmm. now we're at a, we're at a stage now where after that covid era um you've got this big group of young wrestlers that just want to do well and want to impress people and and to do something and be part of something. And I was there when I was one of those young wrestlers who wanted to do well and be part of something. And because I've seen I believe everything Dallas says because I've been there when he said it and everybody and myself included have gone right okay Dallas. You know you stand in the community center and he's saying we're gonna within a year we're gonna do this and within a year we're gonna do that and within a few years we're gonna do we're gonna run we're gonna run the hydro and you're like right sound man no worries you know but now when i hear him say that yes we've yes we've lost the ww network yes that's not happening anymore but here's what we're going to do and we're going to get to here it's exciting for me to stand at the back and look at the young wrestlers and and kind of taking the ones that are taking it seriously and taking the ones that are kind of rolling their eyes and be like yeah no problem man because i've been there and i know that it's possible and i know what it takes to do it and i'm excited to be part of rebuilding rebuilding the icw brand or or or, um, kind of, rebuilding, uh, rebuild, not the word, I've just said rebuild, but like reinventing is what I'm looking for, reinventing what ICW is now moving forward.
0: Yeah, very, I very much will say it could also be called reestablishing. You know, you reestablish yeah, the yeah. foundations of the company from their time in the W network to coming off it. And obviously, yeah. you know, shocked to me seeing ICW being moved off the network. And obviously, there was a promo and all that, that we do, basically saying, you know, we were on the network, offered a lot of money, and then we were put on the shelf and never got on there. For you, Andy, do you feel like coming off the WWE Network was kind of maybe a blessing in disguise to allow ECW's independence back and grow?
1: Yeah, I think it was I think it was the best possible thing that could have happened for talent at the time. I think that when, when they signed the deal with the network, I think that the plan of what we were going to do in that regard as to working with WWE and um, independent talent, getting to work with WWE wrestlers and things like that was great. But because of COVID, that all had to pivot. And then I think all those different pivots has really hurt independent wrestling and hurt the relation, not the relationship or or how that um, plan worked out. And it is what it is. I mean, some of these lads, uh, lads and lasses that have that have started for ICW have made their debut on the WWE network. Like I mean, like you've you've got seven k footage to clip and put on your social medias. You know, you've got a backdrop. You've got a, you're wrestling in a studio. Yes, you're wrestling in front of 100 people, but these 100 people are turning up every two weeks to watch you wrestle, and they're invested in the storylines that are getting played out. So I think it is a blessing in disguise because it gives young wrestlers another a chance to grow and evolve in a different climate where, yes, we might not be running as regularly. Yes, you might not be on the network. So it's going to be down to you to promote yourself and to, to build your character because you're not getting this footage on a weekly basis handed to you. Cause that's how it was coming in an email. Here you go. Here's promo shots. Here's some clips. Here's your match. Here's how we want you to promote it. Go and do it. Now, now they're on their own back going, if you're hungry enough, because the fact of the matter is there's a big, big ICW roster and not all of them are going to be able to get featured monthly in this new uh, evolution of ICW. So, it's going to be the the hungry ones that are going to survive. So yeah, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a good opportunity for all of us to to do more again and to see where it goes to.
0: Exactly. Who knows? Maybe you might be running the hydro in a year's time. Enough, Absolutely.
1: I I I I I mean, you can mark my words. I think it will happen. I definitely think it will happen. I don't see why not. People saying that it's it's the same people that are saying that it can't happen. The same people that said it couldn't happen the first time round. So mm. watch it happen. Watch watch us evolve. Watch us do it again.
0: Exactly, my friend. Exactly. You know, And maybe there's some people out there, you know, saying what what watch why should I tune in to ICW and to those people who are very on the fence, Andy, speaking
1: to them directly, what would you say to them to come and watch an ICW show? For the same reason they watched it the first time, because they were part of something. ICW is as much about the fans as it is about the wrestlers it was a it was a it was a family not only a family feel in regard not not to the the style wrestling that was going out but the family feel was that we're all part of the show the fans are part of the show as well as the wrestlers so we can grow together and that's what happened i wrestled at the the mary hill community center in front of 100 people against against liam thompson then i did that same thing in studio i can't remember what it's called um, the, the, the next evolution of ICW was in that there was a nightclub downstairs by kind of Cineworld and Walkabout I can't remember what it was called, but that was the next one I wrestled him there in that 5 Series, then I wrestled him at the Cat House, I've wrestled him at the Garage, I've wrestled him, you know what I mean Like so we can be part of that because the same people that saw that first match were supporting me when I walked out at the Hydro, so why, why don't you join now, why don't you be, why, why don't you in 10 years time be able to say that I was there when the inception started again? Why was there when ICW reinvented itself? And I'm here now at, waiting in the queue at the Hydro, and I'm as much part of this show as the wrestlers are, and I, and I can enjoy that with them. Exactly, guys. And, you know, viewers, ICW have their Instagram, Insane Championship Wrestling, as well
0: as their ICW On Demand. Check them out and support local Scottish wrestling, as always. Now, going into ICW as well, and you've actually faced a previous guest of the show in and A, in a mm-hmm. few matches as well. You know, I just want to know from your point of view, was it like wrestling Shay?
1: yeah it was fine i mean it's, it was a shame for Shea because in the past had had um before I made this decision to make a change to who I was, not just in ring and not just as a, ca- a wrestling character, but in general as a wrestler if had he get to, got to wrestle me when I was Andy Wild, it would have been the, a very good experience for him. You know he would have got a five star match, he would have got a handshake at the end, he would have been enhanced, he would have had lots of good footage to put out on his social medias. everybody would have seen him as a better wrestler because I would have made him a better wrestler, but unfortunately for Shea. In that match it wasn't that's not what i'm doing anymore i'm for the first time in 17 years enhancing myself and working towards what i need from matches so for what i needed at that point in time was to win and i was going to do anything i needed to do to win and, that, and that's exactly what i did well exactly andy and you know our viewers might not be familiar but obviously
0: you were andy well before now andy roberts cut that promo mm-hmm. in icw about basically going for yourself making that choice was that an easy choice or was it a bit of a hesitations
1: to remove mm-hmm. the wild and embrace the? Wild? Now, it was an easy choice i I, I think like they say the they say that like the 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 term insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result so but what what's more insane than doing that in wrestling you know i've done the same thing i've shaken hands i've been nice i've been respectful i've turned up on time i've been been um, professional on social media in person i've presented myself well as a professional at shows good gear Good shape. I've done everything you're supposed to do, and it doesn't—it doesn't always make a difference. It doesn't always get you there. So, I'm 34 years old now. I've been wrestling for for 17 years. I'm, I must be approaching a thousand matches. And and where am I? I've done I've done two or three things with WWE. Yes, I've got my training school, which is my pride and joy, and I'm going to help these wrestlers not make the same mistakes that I have, and I'm going to get them to where I am a lot quicker than I've managed to get myself there from the experiences that I've had now. But yeah, it was it was an easy it was an easy decision to make. I can't keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. I'm putting a I'm putting a, t- a timeline on what I want to do in wrestling, and I have to be selfish in that timeline, and that's why I need to be me now. Well, absolutely, my friend. You take that bull and grab it
0: by the horns, and you lead your journey. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe even Layton Buzzard, the El Capitan, might have to watch his back out for Andy Roberts. Who even knows? Maybe even Great O'Can, the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion, should watch his back out for you. I
1: mean. Would you go for the Rev Pro Championship? I, th- I think that everybody has to watch out now because I've managed to achieve more in two or three months as Andy Roberts and I achieved in years as Andy Wild. I've got more bookings outside of Scotland this year than I've had in the last five years. I'm going to be turning up absolutely everywhere. So absolutely everybody needs to be on their back foot with me well 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 wrestling community you have been warned stay on guard stay on point
0: because Andy Roberts will turn up your door and knock you clean out for your belts absolutely <laughs> now and you're talking about obviously your pride and joy five pro wrestling Asylum I yeah. want to know how did that whole Asylum come into its his inception
1: um I've always like to help people <laughs> previous to the change recently. I've always been very willing to give my time and my experience to people um over the years. And I've always liked to help people on their journey. Um in recent years, around 2019, I went out for dinner with Red Lightning and the late uh, Lionheart, Adrian McCallum, and we were just chatting about it. We were just we had just spoken about it, and I'd kind of said, like, oh, I've been thinking about opening a training school for some time now. They were like, well, listen, we've got we've got a spare wrestling ring. If you want to buy it from us, we can help you get set up. Red Lightning, Rudo Lightning was very, very helpful in helping me get set up and, and really made it easy for me to to start the company, include me in on everything that I needed to know. Um, and Adrian at the time had said, like, ah, are we FPWA instead of GPWA? It was just a, a passing statement. Then unfortunately, Adrian passed away, as we all know. And in that moment, it was kind of one of those ones where I was just like, listen, life's, life's too short to not pursue things that you want i was working in the motor trade as a a car salesman i've got a young family and i was trying to look at it and go like what can i can i can i do 60 hours a week for the rest of my life see my family wrestle around that train around that not really see my family all that much watch my kids go up through my telephone because my my partner hannah would send me photos and videos so we we decided myself and hannah that we're just going to do it we're going to take the plunge and go for it so we opened fbwa and we've grown and grown and grown since we now have um, five, five, six classes per week. We have approaching around 60 students training with us, traveling from Dundee, Perth, Glasgow, Edinburgh uh, on a biweekly basis to train from us. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a dream. It's a dream come true. I, lo- I love every every part of it. But now, obviously, my focus has changed to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that unfortunately I made for quite a long time exactly course correct my friend course correct get them on the path that will elevate yeah. themselves
0: and become better now we've actually had some uh students of yours on the show ashley vega yeah. and daisy jenkins and they both yeah. talked about how much they learned from it as well as well as some people down all over Scotland. you know emily hayden came to fight progressing asylum as well yeah but i don't want to talk about um, Ashley and Daisy you know from seeing them train to what they've done now you know Ashley's done matches against Nicole Jasmine and all across over Scotland Daisy made her debut on ICW and even the WWE Network to see them to your students do what they're doing now must be absolutely a sense of pride and accomplishment for them
1: Oh definitely and I think one of the big parts about FPWA is I, I've, I, I'm lucky enough and unlucky enough to have wrestled and trained in training schools all over the country for a very long time from a time when female wrestlers weren't appreciated and weren't even taken seriously. You know, when I I first started training, you 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 wouldn't have had a female match on the show. If you did have a female match on the show, it would be just before the main event. You had a lot of females walking wrestlers to rings and things like that. But other than that, they weren't very well respected. So, and we all, obviously we had the speaking out and all that kind of stuff within British wrestling. So Mm -hmm. one of the main things with FPWA is I wanted to build a clean and safe environment for people to train in. And I pride myself on having an environment where female wrestlers feel that they can come and train and feel safe enough to to learn every aspect of wrestling in in this environment. And now to see how well that then um, translates into the speed in which they're progressing. You look at Daisy. She's only trained. She trained with me from the back end of COVID when we couldn't even do contact training to now. And I think she wrestled 15 times last year. She debuted in April. And by the end of the year she had done a think around she definitely got up into double digits so she'd wrestled once and twice a month she now looks at her her um her diary for the next few months and she's going to be wrestling regularly so it's exciting it, it's good to see that um given given female talent the same opportunities that male talent can have that they're, they're not behind you know they're not any different to male talent which was i think proceed differently back in the day lucy joined on board with us excuse me ashley uh, joined on board with us from joe Hendry's school recently because she moved to the fife area and um, mm-hmm. she's an unbelievable talent an under under-utilized, underutilized talent excuse me um which i think that her experience and her level of ability if utilized correctly within the scene could be could be really really good so i'd like to see her do a lot more this year
0: no, oh, absolutely. They've done well for themselves and great guests of the show as well. Now, the like, FPWA would actually have some shows as well. You know, I actually attended one as well the, the night before the wrestling you know, the, and back in December and um, seeing that show as well. You know, what did it mean to you to have running obviously the Truth Nightclub and leaving? And the, I mean, I was there. The whole atmosphere was great. Everyone was loving it. The wrestlers were great as well. Putting on them kind of shows and seeing a great turnout and such a connection as well must be a great
1: feeling. Yeah, it is. It is great. I think that running shows wasn't wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to teach people how to wrestle. But what you find is, is I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty good at teaching people, and I've been humble for a very long time as a wrestler and as and as a person. But I don't feel embarrassed to say that I'm good at it. But what happens when you're good at coaching people is you get wrestlers to a standard that they're show ready quite quickly. Um, in return, then you have to try and get them shows, and there's a load of other training schools doing exactly the same thing and getting their dresses to a level where they can do shows you need somewhere for them to perform. So we had to pivot. We had to evolve. We had to do something else. And that, that was to, to start our own wrestling brand. But again, we take a lot of pride in how we do stuff, especially my, my partner Hannah. She's got a real eye for detail. And um, we said, if we're going to run a wrestling show, it's not going to be just a pop-up wrestling show where we've got, you know, the ring set up in a room and that's it, you know, it has to be done right. It has to be done well. And um, th- that's what we did. It was great to watch them on a show as well, where it was at the standard that I want them to wrestle at, you know, mm-hmm. so I get they're, they're in a, a venue that has 200 plus people with a bar and screens. And, you know, it, it's just amazing. And also to stand there and go, Oh, I taught them that. Oh, I, that was me. I, I did that. I got them. you know, I watched their mannerism. I watched the way that they react to the crowd. I watched the way they apply a hold or they count their opponent. And, it, and it, it fills me with pride. I, I love every minute of it. I enjoy I enjoyed so much on that first show, just standing and watching. It um, made me want to wrestle on the next show because I felt like I could, like I wanted to add something to the show. I wanted to show them, you know, I wanted to show off to my students. I wanted to say like, look, this is what you did in your match, in match one. Cut, Like get changed and watch me in the last match. And I'll show you what I meant about mm-hmm. how to apply this and how to do that. And it's been a it's been a great thing for us all. We we're, we're excited to be re- to be promoting these shows on a regular basis. Of course, and well, you've got one coming up in March as well. You know, FWA versus New Wave Wrestling Academy.
0: Um, yeah. The card. I want to go through it each by a bit just to get your opinions on them and you know, seeing my viewers definitely got to tune in for all this. Mentioning yeah. you now, guest of the show Daisy Jenkins is taking on Danny Luna as well. Yeah. Oh, that is going to be a hell on that. Obviously, it's going to blow in. your mind.
1: Yeah, and, I'm going
0: to get to the show Daisy to to win this thing, but um, obviously, you know, getting Danny Luna, who was obviously in NXT UK, that's quite a hell of a match to put on the card.
1: Absolutely, and 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 going back to what I said before, I I want to get them to the put po- to the point that I'm at quicker than I got there. How mm-hmm. do we do that? We challenge them. We put them in the ring with people that are going to challenge them. It's very good getting Ashley Vega and Daisy to wrestle each other. They have a phenomenal match. They have an ongoing rivalry. It's great. But is it going to help either of them grow? Maybe Daisy will get the win on this one. Maybe Ashley will get the win on this one because they're pretty easy peeksy in terms of experience and ability. What we need to do is put them in a position where they've got to fight, they've got to fight for their life. You know, they're in there. Daisy's going to be in there with somebody that's way more experienced than them, bigger, stronger, potentially faster than her, and has wrestled on a regular basis for the biggest wrestling company in the world. And she's doing it on year two. So how can you not progress? How can you not get to the point where I'm at quicker than 17 years? You know?
0: Truly really a test of challenge is one will say. Absolutely. And then you have the Woke Academy versus the Greedy Souls as well. A lovely tag team match. Always love a good tag team match. You know, Yeah. having a tag team match on the card, it's always a good staple to have because there's nothing wrong with a tag team. Tag teams are great, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think the Greedy Souls are the best tag team in the country just now. They back that up by having most of the championship belts in the company when it comes to tag team wrestling. So Carlos, um, uh, Ross Hunter and uh, Robbie Balfour have both trained with me since the inception of, of FPWA 2019. But previously to that, one of our other coaches, Johnny Lyons, they trained with him from when they are about 14 years old. So sport, speaking to Ross Hunter, he is now 20 years old by the time he is 22 he'll have been training for 10 years so some of these some of these guys I mean he's he's unbelievable he's he's ready to go he's ready just he's ready to get out there but he needs to he needs to win some matches he needs to get he needs to go against people like the greedy school the greedy souls people like Danny Jones and and Bronco he needs to be challenged these these guys are men you know these are big bruiser men and if you can come out on top against them, you know, how can how can you be denied after that? How can you message a promoter and say, look, we, we've wrestled these guys. Here's the footage. We beat them. You know, how can a promoter say, oh, sorry, no, we don't want you. We want somebody else. They, they can't.
0: Exactly. It's a statement in your portfolio that you can show off to promoters and get more bookings and showcase your talents all across the worldwide. Exactly. Right. As well, then we've got Talon Jr. versus Nico Angelico. This is this will be something as well, you know. For I'm not familiar with Talon Junior, but seeing that mask on him as well, the spikes and the red eyes—oh, yeah. god, that's gonna be a hell of a thing to see.
1: Yeah, Talon's Talon is is unbelievable. What he can do in the ring, um, it, it, I don't think he'd be topped by any high flyer in the country. Unsigned high flyer in the country just now. Mm. Different to other high flyers as well. Talon's not small. Talon's six foot. He's a big boy, and he can he can really move. He's got contract written all over him. If we can refine his skills and get him to where he needs to be, how do we do that? We'd put him against Nico Angelo, one of the best up and coming cruiserweights. I wouldn't even call him up and coming, actually. One of the best established cruiserweights in the country. He represents New Wave and he's going to represent them well. He's got great coaches. Imagine turning up to a class, a weekly class, that's coached by Wild Boar, Mark Andrews, Eddie Dennis, Danny Luna, Bronco, Danny Jones. You know, you've got... I mean, even if you just train with them, you roll around with them, get beaten up by them, you're going to get better. So having, having Nico into wrestle Talon, again, there's growth and discomfort, isn't there? So we've got to make Talon uncomfortable to get these abilities out of him. We need to put him in a position where he has to pull absolutely everything out of the bag to win. And that's what we're doing with this match. So I'm really excited for it. I feel like this is the match that Talon is going to make Talon Jr. and is going to place him on the map in the U.K., Exactly. This is a lot of people will be looking
0: back far and wide and making all the awesome video clips and everything,
1: showcasing Absolutely.
0: his journey. Then you've got a debut as well, with Frank Gallo versus Jason Reed. You know, um yeah. Frank making his debut. Is that a bit of extra pressure do you feel for him? Or do you feel like he's gonna smash it?
1: Yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure for him. Um Frank lives just around the corner from the venue. He's lived around the corner from he's lived in the area, the Leavenmouth area his entire life. Um, his friends, his family, his peers, everybody that he knows is going to be in that venue. Jason Reed put out his usual obnoxious um, challenges that he puts out, and um Frank took upon himself to answer. So he is going to have to back that up. But I think he had. He, he, I know, in fact, that he has the ability to do that. He's a maniac. I don't know um, <laughs> if his videos um, illustrate that well, but he is. He's off his head. He's. He's. Um, you can't train for that match. Jason Reed is the best. Um, wrestler in the country for what he does, that you can't take that away from him. Love him, hate him, whatever. I've got a mixed bag of feelings for him from our history, but he's a very good friend of mine, and he did what he had to do in our friendship to make me understand what I needed to do to evolve the same way I have over the years for him as a coach. That's mm-hmm. another story, but mm-hmm. um, he you can't train for somebody like Frank Gallo, he's he's all over the place. You, you know, it's going to be a real fight for Jason Reed, he has a lot of experience. He's very adaptable, but uh, I feel Frankie boy is going to bring something that Jason's never seen before. Yeah, truly. Frankie's going to be off his rocker and really be rocking the ring as well. <laughs> but then you have your kind of
0: staple, the Fatal Fife way, which you know, yeah. is being the fight's hardest man, you know, with Tommy Cartel. And we know right now you've announced that guest of the show, Ashley Vega has announced for the Fatal Fife way, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that match. How did that whole thing come into
1: being. And can you give us an exclusive maybe who might else be in the Fatal 5 way? Well, so um, for anybody that's been out for a night out in Fife, um, <laughs> great place to have a drink. But uh, if you spill somebody's pint, you may be in a fight with one person or you may be in a fight with 10 people. It's one of those kind of areas, I feel, from my experience of of growing up and, and whatnot here. So I, when I thought about uh, coming up with a match that best described Fife, I thought, what about a match where you you can win a match at any point, it starts as a one-on-one, it then becomes a three-way, then a four-way, then a, a five-way, play on words, a five-way. But you can win at any point. So if you in those first two minutes, if you can pin that person, you've won. Same with the second, the third minute. If you can beat, win that three-way, you've won. The other two people might not even get a chance to come out. So I think that translated very well into fights and pubs and clubs in the local area in Fife because... If you could be quick, if that if you knock that guy's pint over and he swings for you and you could be quick, you might be able to win that fight. You might not when all the friends and stuff join in. So yeah, it, that was my, my my thoughts on that match. And it's been a real a real crowd pleaser. Everybody loves it. It crowned Tommy Cartel as the hardest man in Fife. It hasn't been the most ex the, the, the best thing for us because all we have to hear about from him about how hard he is. And mm-hmm. and to be fair, he he's doing well to, to keep that title. Uh, Ashley Vega's been the first person to say that, um, and I quote, "Hard men don't last long with her," which I thought was a a, 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 a real interesting thing to say. Um, so I'm interested to see what she's going to um, what she's going to do to win this one. But yeah, we're looking at exclusives, and um, we've announced wrestlers from around the world. In fact, that are joining our show. They don't have a match just now. Maybe they'll find their way way into the uh, into the five way. Oh, we
0: never know what surprises may lie upon the creek. <laughs> but then, Andy, the main event—you versus previous guest of the show, Wild Boar—for your championship as well, which was just announced yeah. a couple days ago. I mean, you've held this championship, you know, the European heavyweight championship for over a thousand days as well. Mm-hmm. You must feel a lot of, you know, like pressure to, you know, because you could lose this possibility to Wild Boar. Yeah. Wild Boar's yeah. done some amazing stuff as well, but. You going into that must feel confidence to face Wild boar.
1: Yeah, I'm very confident. I don't feel pressure anymore. I've done everything that I wanted to achieve in wrestling except sign a contract with a major company. I What I need to do now is beat people that have had contracts with major companies and prove to everybody around me that that's where I belong. Drew, um, Drew McIntyre had that belt. I've held it longer than him. I've also defended it more times than he did. The same with Rampage Brown. He had that belt. I've held it longer than him. And I've defended it more times than he did. There's two of the best heavyweights in the world. What does that make me? I've known Wild Boar since I started in wrestling. Wild Boar used to backyard with Mark Andrews when we first started training. I've, I've seen every single match this guy's had, and I've got his number. I know what I need to do to win that match. And I'm going to do it in front of my friends. I'm going to do it in front of my family. And I'm going to return my UEWA championship. And in the process of that, I'm going to get that footage. I'm going to send it to William Regal. And I'm going to say, this is why you need to offer me a job. Exactly, my friend. You get your name out there. And you get signed.
0: And you get into NXT or even the main roster straight away. And you take what's right Well, hey, if our viewers who are in Scotland as well want to come and see, you know, FBWA versus New
1: Wave Academy, how can they get tickets for this event? so you can go on to the eventbrite app and type in fpwa or you can follow the the link tinyurl.com forward slash FPWAX new wave you can find those links on every video and every promo that we've posted on our social medias recently and um, if you can't find it message us directly and we'll send you the link no more of yours and we will put and
0: instagram as well as fbwa's instagram descriptions in the video description below check them out get your arses to this event because it's going to be an absolute banger well folks thank you very much for tuning in for the latest episode of the soul sessions andy thank you as well for tuning thank in you. and telling you about your story and fbwa but i do also want to say every guest in the show after this march show is there anything else lined up for you that people can come see you
1: yeah, like I said before, you're going to see me absolutely everywhere. As of March time, they'll, those shows will start being announced. So far, I've been announced with Clyde Valley Wrestling. Um, I'm not sure who I'm going to wrestle because I'm wrestling in the main event and I'm wrestling whoever the champion is when I get there. So I'll be in the main event So get along to that one. That one's in Peebles. And you'll also see me on a regular basis with the likes of Discovery Wrestling, ICW and Fair City Wrestling um, throughout this year as well. No, well, hey, man. And also, viewers, I will be at FPWA versus New
0: Wave Academy. I'll be posting it all on the Instagram and showing it. So, hey, who knows what I'll be in store for? So many guests to the show fighting and fighting against each other. Oh, just another staple of the Soul Sessions. <laughs> but hey, folks, thank you very much for tuning in. He has been Andy Roberts. I have been Soul. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day.